1: What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always,
2: hello. Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, What a week. What a week. A lot of things went down. Swag Daddy Dan has left the building.
1: I have to officially submit an RIP because, you know, I am sad, like, I know that it was a very poor showing <laughs> as the <laughs> <his> last game <laughs> yeah. with us, which I don't know. I wonder if that like impacted his search. Like, I guess I would have thought like he would have been more of a shoe in in Seattle. Like I just thought that would have been if he left for a head coaching job, which I was like, okay, like I could see it happening. That would have been the one I would have done, I would have pegged him for, but going to Washington, I'm like, I just, I, that's like, that's just a, that's going to be an uphill battle, but yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm still sad despite the way it all ended.
2: Same. Um, I think my thing is more like, why does the NFC East want to be us so bad, like stop taking all of our coaches.
1: It's so incestuous. I'm like Kellen over to the Eagles. I have to feel like, I'm like, when, when they were, when we were talking about like playing Kellen before, it's like revenge game and it's like, no, like, no. Now I'm like, yup. Like, yeah. Now it's revenge. <laughs> now it
2: feels like a,
1: we can officially say like, it's cause
2: maybe now we got bad blood. Yes. <laughs> um, I think the, the hardest thing for Dan is really going to be like, we know this guy has style. But like, those are by far like the ugliest, like looking uniforms and stuff over there. So like dumbest name, Worst like name. how are you going to make that look swaggy? Like it's going to be hard.
1: And your stadium sucks. Like Yeah.
2: Your stadium's falling apart. It's literally leaking like potty water on people while they're watching their team play like they belong in the potty. It's just really bad um
1: not good yeah it's not good it's really not well um I would say honestly I'm I'm I feel for him and what he has to face like but if you think about it I was listening to people breaking I think it was um the NFC East writer for Fox and I'm sorry I'm forgetting his name but uh he was breaking down kind of mm-hmm. like the circumstances from Ron Rivera to Dan Quinn like I thought that was really interesting like I think that You know, one of the biggest hurdles that obviously, like, if you're on Twitter at all, you're going to see that the fans for the Commanders are, like, great. Like, you, you know, you gave, you got rid of, like, the light pink color and you gave me a dusty rose instead. Like, it's the same (laughs) thing, like, different player, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. I will say, I mean, I, I. I know like the locker room liked Ron. I'm not going to discount that, but I think that um, Dan just has a better, like he's, it's easier for him to connect with people so much so that like Micah was always joking, like, well, if DQ leaves, I might just have to follow him. I'm like, I don't think you want to go there now, but you know, he just, he has a, he has something about him. He just connects with the guys. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. But yeah. Uphill battle being in that organization just in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like Ron Rivera, like despite the fact that they could be very similar in style, like, you know, I don't know, like they're, they're very defensive minded, blah, 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 blah. blah. They led their teams, you know, they've done, they've had some success for sure. But I'm like, I, maybe I just don't know Ron Rivera's game as well. as I know dance because I've obviously been, yeah. but I do feel like, Dan feels a little more dynamic across the board to me. And I also think that there's different circumstances that they're dealing with where like I, you know, coming in like Ron Rivera was having to just keep like the status quo, like keep the people afloat. You know, you have this like crazy ownership scenario that you know, now they've have new ownership and they're all under, like, it's all this like big investigation into the whole culture of the, not just, not like the football side, necessarily, but like the entirety of the team. And it's, you know, that talk about a distraction, like you, I mean, my goodness. And it's just, I don't know. Like I'm, I look at the the, the format they have now, like I'm I know they have draft picks and that's, you know, something to look forward to, but I would say that it's a lot less, a lot of the dust has settled now. And I feel like they can focus a lot more on football. So, you know, it feels a little bit more set up for some successes in that regard, some of the qualitative successes. And I think I'll at least like give him that. Um, And I think, you know, DQ is really awesome at coming in and setting the tone and having a culture. And I think that as a head coach, one thing that you maybe don't, you know, realize internally from a football team standpoint is that you also kind of set the tone for the culture across the organization, like at least the engagement, like with the team. Like obviously your success is the company's success. Like I always remember whenever it was a bad game when I was working for the team full time, you know, it was just miserable the next day, right? Or like, you know, whenever. You had uh, like Jason Garrett, like if he was open to engaging and being more, you know, integrated with like the marketing or um, the communications teams, then it was a little more like a family oriented vibe versus if things are like super separate, like there's just rules of engagement that you set in within the team, but also within the organization That as a head coach, like that's kind of your responsibility. And I guess I say all that's a super long-winded way of saying that I think that, Dan is like capable of setting the tone and setting a positive culture that, you know, can be productive and also be respectful, but also really focused in on doing their job, which is you know to ultimately to win football games. I just really hate that it's at a competing team that I absolutely love to make fun of. Like I just, yeah, really, really bitter about that too. Like
2: WTF, like, come on, man. That's, yeah, that's a hard part. Like, I'm still going to make fun of them. But now I have to think about Dan while I do it.
1: Which one feels worse, though? Dan Quinn to the Commanders or Kellen Moore to Eagles?
2: Um, Probably DQ. Um, Just like, I think we we're so far moved on from the Kellen stuff at this point. And I'll I'll say what I said to our dear um Eagles friends. <laughs> have enjoy saying, why do you have to be so cute? <laughs> in game? I really, why are you getting cute? <laughs> I really do wish
1: that some of y'all could just like have a day in our group text, specifically in season, in NFL season on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It gets spirited.
2: Yeah, well, some people are more Delulu than others. Let's just say that.
1: Namely those that are wearing green.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, I never talk crap. I I'm sorry. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah.
1: So well, I would say it's for me, the the Kellen one like is just annoying. Like I would be more annoyed. Woo, had a yawn there with kellen if <laughs> I had like a bunch of success more so than i would be with dan quinn i i guess i re i framed the question a little bit differently in how i answered than how i asked it but i'm yeah. like i would be irritated <clears throat> if kellen had like a bunch of success like for dan i'm like that's true
2: at yeah. least like, i could be more irritated by that
1: you know like at least you like didn't run circles around our team and like do all this like weird? stuff. I don't know. I would just be irritated for with Kellen more than I would be with Dan. I'm, and maybe that's like a totally petty thing to do. Instead,
2: <laughs> I love being petty though, so yeah.
1: works for me. You came to the wrong show if you wanted people to be clear minded and not petty. Like that is just a part of our charm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Tom Petty, baby um
1: petty all right well then obviously you know listen moving on um you know i personally i'm sure you do too but like we still have love for dan quinn i think it hurts but at the same time like happy for him um there's a couple different candidates that um have been floating around and i do want to get your thoughts on them so Uh, there's, you know, Joe Witt Jr. I think is probably one of the loudest candidates that I've, you know, seen when I say loud, I mean, loudly proclaimed as someone that these, you know, at least the fan base would have interest in the team talking to. And I know the team does have plans to interview him. Um, but I'm not so sure that that's going to be a possibility. And, um, Meg, you kind of alluded to why off camera.
2: Yeah. Um, wait, I think it might've actually, no. Okay. I don't know how real this is, but it says they hired him. I don't think that's actually happened yet, but um, he's really close with Dan Quinn. So um yeah, a lot. There's a lot of people that there's a lot of buzz around. You know, people wanting him to be the DC in Dallas, but there's a lot of buzz around um, him being the DC in Washington now. So yeah. we'll see how <laughs> that, that goes. Um, he, I think everyone really likes him in the building here. Everyone like all the players like Joe. Um, he he's like. I think he'd be a great candidate if you liked the the how the defense was at its like apex, I guess. Um, that's Joe had a big hand in that. So and he's he's pretty much like keeping DQ if that if you were gonna equate that. Sure.
1: I mean, I would say like if you want to talk about obviously everyone talks about Micah Parsons. And, you know, everyone talks about Demarcus Lawrence and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But if you really want to talk about areas on the field and most improvement, the secondary absolutely has to be top of your list. I mean, this is a team that we, for years, were having conversations about, like, why don't they respect the secondary? Like, especially like a safety, you know, it's like, God, like they don't, the secondary is just not a priority, is like always for the Cowboys, has always kind of been like a thing for modern day Cowboys teams. At least it's a narrative that's existed. And I think rightfully so. I don't think it's been like intentional on the Cowboys team part. I don't know. But I mean, my how the turntables and you've got Diggs and DeRon Bland, obviously. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm shocked this team didn't hurt more with Diggs, you know. Being out this year, I honestly, the development of Diggs and well, shoot, Deron Bland. I mean, my God, like that's just so impressive to be able to take talent and mold them into the true game changers in the league, like recognized league wide. Like they are now officially players that other teams have to scheme against. And that's just really not been the case for the Cowboys secondary for a really long time. And the person who really is responsible for that, you know, I guess if you want to say spearheading it, would be uh, a Joe Witt Jr. So, you know, I think that he's definitely valued. He's definitely been able to prove himself. But I also, on the flip side, it's worth pointing out (laughs) that, you know, while there is an opportunity for him to be at the Cowboys and maybe be a D.C. there, he could go with his mentor, like you said, with Dan Quinn, which is a very common thing like in the NFL, like blah, 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 but also, um, you have to consider the opportunity in Dallas where you have what they're calling like lame duck head coach. He's got one year left on his deal. And if he gets fired, uh, then, or he gets, I'm not fired, but like, if they don't, if they just move on, then anytime you have a new head coach in he's gonna want to be able to pick his coordinators so right. that automatically removes your job security immediately after 1 year so it's like that has to impact your interest in the role despite the fact that it's the Dallas Cowboys and they have a really dynamic defense it's like you really are in a very interesting position where you're like oh i don't know like and i think that i don't know like i just you brought up some good points about other candidates, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but like, I just think anyone, no matter who it is, would have to consider that. And so
2: like Kelsey, I, Jerry said they're going all in. What do you mean?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> does not he say that every year? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I, I would say, um, that's worthy of just keeping note. Yeah, um,
2: I think that's a really good point. I mean, it's. It's almost like you kind of want someone, it's a good position for someone who wants to prove themselves that they are capable of doing that job, Um, but the uh, job security part is not um, a selling point. (laughs)
0: Right. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is Yeah. Um,
1: I would agree. And so I don't know, like that to me, it's already like widely reported that, you know, as you kind of mentioned that there's there's thoughts that he could and would follow DQ to Washington. So I would say that only emphasizes that point and makes it that much more viable, unfortunately, yeah. one. So like, sorry on that front. But, you know, there still are internal candidates like worth, you know, having conversations around, I think, one. I mean, I did say like Joe Witt Jr. spearheaded the secondary, but if you really want to talk about the guy in the trenches, that's Al Harris. And, you know, um, I mean, Al Harris has just been phenomenal. And I think that as someone who was so long in the NFL, he he just automatically, I mean, you have to imagine that he's had a huge impact in also shaping these secondary talent. Like he's the guy in with you day to day, like physically holding your hand and being like XYZ, don't do this, do this instead. Like, obviously, Joe Witt Jr. is is a big part of that too. But you know, the more localized you get and the high touch that in that relationship is, the more credit I'm gonna give you, quite frankly. So, you know, I don't know. I think it it's not typical that you go from um a position coach as often, like, like a smaller position coach to a coordinator is the only thing I would say. Um, but you know, I just, I don't know. There's also like the morale side that I think this team, you know, maybe we saw, maybe that was more just a, a, a symptom of, of the families being frustrated of some of the key players versus the players themselves. But I still felt like when there's smoke, there's fire. Like, I feel like the culture could use a little help and he definitely would be a nice culture hire.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you on that. Um it would just be a matter of if he can prove that he's ready to take on that that role instead of, you know, being a supporting cast member in a way there. Um but yeah, I mean, I think he's a great dude and he's uh he actually was like he I think he played with the Packers when Mike was the coach at some point. Yep. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. They just, I think they have a good rapport, obviously. Um, and you know, just for continuity's sake, that could be a good hire. Um, but you know, maybe you don't want continuity. Maybe you want to <laughs> wanna bust some stuff up. Yep. Yeah. I mean,
1: I would say, like, honestly. The other one that kind of falls in that same category is Aiden Dirty Durday. I'm forgetting his name fully, like how to say it. Um, he's wonderful though. He's really great. He's really nice. He's, and he has
2: a fun accent.
1: He has a great accent. He's actually from <clears> London. <throat> and what's weird is I was like reading some of his bio and but I've actually met him like a long time ago. He yes. he coached in the um European league. And they I remember like one of our one of our PR guys knew him from when the NFL like had the European league over there for a minute. I can't remember what it was called. Um But that was like a really great experience for a lot of people where they can go over there and like, go be like a director or a VP, you know, and then come back to America after that, like kind of went through and have like an elevated status on the teams within the actual league, Um which, you know, plus being in Europe is probably pretty epic either way. He was a part of that. And I remember like meeting him through one of the PR guys. And I feel like he was like, I thought, because I was with the team full time and he was at a training camp with us. And I'm like, I thought he did like some sort of like internship program or something, like internship coaching program.
2: Either way, uh, I, he worked with the NFL UK on the international player pathway program.
1: That's what it is. I was like, I was like, I knew it was something. I was like, he's been with the Cowboys, like before 2021. Like I know he was with Dan Q the Dan Q. I'm gonna say that Dan Q <laughs> in 2018. But like he was also like with the Cowboys like before that. Like I physically remember him. Um but I think that he'd be like pretty um pretty similar in a hire to like an Al Harris, just that they have different emphasis within the the defense. And I just personally like I don't know it I would, in a normal scenario, I'm really putting a lot of of credence into this head coach who only has one year left on their job. I feel like guys like this who are in a position coach position would are chomping are always chomping at the bit to get elevated. So, like typically, you go from like smaller position coach to like you know secondary or linebackers coach or whatever. Like you know, move up to like DC. And I mean that even if it is only a year would be a really great thing to have on their resume. And I feel like, you know, that could make the case for them internally that much stronger where they're like, that's fine. Like I will take a year of doing a DC job only to get let go (laughs) because whatever.
2: Yeah. I mean, then you could go knock on Dan Quinn's door.
1: Yeah. Like that's like a rung on your ladder that helps you climb. So that's like normally in normal circumstances, I would be like, I don't see it. Like, I don't really feel like it's a Cowboys type move, but like due to the scenario, like it's so late in the coaching search game. And then also the fact that like you really have limited options and you also are not really offering a really glimmering package. You're like, Hey, do you want to come hang out in Dallas for a year? Like see where
2: things go, baby. Like it's like, do you like barbecue?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally that. It's like the most like non-committal. It's like friends with benefits is basically what we're offering you. Like that's the best we can do because we're wounded. Okay. So.
2: <laughs> the real estate market is better than some places? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> no stage income tax. <laughs> um, yeah. Just don't own property. Then you'll be fine. But
1: I, I guess I feel like the ones that are really interesting. I mean, there's like a whole list, but. I feel like there's a couple that you and I have like narrowed it down to that we find interesting. Uh, the Brandon Staley, I, the Mike Zimmer, um, the, uh, uh, Vrabel conversation, Ron, Ron Rivera deserves to be discussed too. So like, let's actually have some like conversations around some of the bigger names because I enjoyed your initial thoughts and I'm sorry. I just like, We just got on and we're like chit-chatting and then we just dove in. I was like, we actually have to record this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might have wanted to save that for later, but we can bring it back. It's fine. So, lay it on me. Yeah, I mean, as far as Mike Braybel goes, um, I would be stoked to get that man in the building. um, But it's kind of like what we were talking about is that it almost feels like if you're bringing Mike variable into be your dc he's just you're like he's in line for that head coaching job which win. wouldn't be a terrible strategy to I do i don't her. hate it personally <laughs> i don't know how much mike would like it <laughs> right correct um not that i necessarily care that much no offense mike but make me care is what i has, what i say to that um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, he would be a fun one. I think he's just like, I it's, he's one of those ones. And it, I kind of felt this way about Brian Flores too. Like when he got fired, like, I just don't, I didn't see the like real need. I thought he was a really great head coach and everyone loved him. And that one was just kind of came out of left field. And maybe that's just because I don't have a boots on the ground Titan knowledge, but I
1: actually know why
2: being fired in the first place was just weird to me.
1: Well, I think it was weird to a lot of people. And what should kind of make him, which actually it it makes me a little surprised, like that he's not like a shinier candidate. I think he's just kind of like I don't know. But players love him. Like my God, they love him. Former player himself, like the end, all 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 that. But he did not. I think there was like some rumblings that he didn't get along with like the ownership. And because of that, the ownership was like back.
2: So hmm. I wonder if Jerry would be considered easy to get along. with.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's like some, there was some tea behind it. And I was like, damn, like you just come in there and just like peace out because you just, I don't know. They just had like some discrepancies on how they would like run the team. And the, she was like, later. So. Well,
2: I mean that that simply won't fly with the Jones family. Um, so that would be interesting, and that might be why it's not more, uh, widely spoken about. But yeah. I would be intrigued by that. Yeah, I think the one time. that you're the most intrigued by, and that you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, Mike Zimmer being spoken about, I know that he has expressed interest in coming to Dallas. Yeah. Um, so at least that hurdle of the, you know, potential job security deterring people, at least for him, is not a thing. I mean, Zimmer, honestly,
1: he literally was with the Cowboys before. He has relationships in the building. Um, he actually already was defensive coordinator. So to me, I just, I don't know. I think that Zimmer actually had a good run in Minnesota. And yeah. I'm not going to like, you know, poo poo what he was able to do there. Like it was it incredible. Like, no, but like, it wasn't terrible. Like, I think they just had to get out of the, the, they had to get off the hamster wheel that it ended up becoming at the end. Um, But I really think this is a role where it's like, you can have a year in a position and it kind of like resurges your career. Yeah. And and that was a point that someone made. And I was like, I actually totally buy into that because it's like, this guy's already been doing this. He knows how to do it. He's done it before. You just got to remind people that you're like, Hey man, like I'm around to like actively do this again,
2: you know? Yeah. And like, honestly, he's 67. Um, He has a lot of experience. He's, I don't know. He's just like maybe he is looking for like the perfect, you know, way to end his career somewhere. I don't know. Um, I thought it was really interesting that he was he was a consultant for Jackson State when Deion Sanders was there.
1: That is interesting. Yeah. That's kind of
2: fun. also having to be. At, are they in Jackson, Mississippi? Because no, thank you.
1: Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, not to
2: go on a Mississippi tangent, but
1: Zim is interesting to me. And I also 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 think people would be excited about having him from like a fan perspective. Yeah, you know, and I think that there is a part of it where it's like, okay, so the Cowboys didn't make a move at, you know, head coach quarterback. A lot of rumblings are most likely going to extend Dak by necessity. Like people are just feeling like, Oh, cool. So we're going to do the same thing with less tools. Like, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, you bring a name in there, like a Zimmerman, you're just like, okay, like, I can kind of like, I feel like, yeah, you're trying.
2: Anyone that has like some respect behind it, like, I'll take that.
1: What about Ron Rivera?
2: <laughs>
1: Should we just go full
2: swap? I Is it because I like, why do I not like him right now? I don't know. It might just be the, um, just the commanders of it all.
0: It honestly Um, probably is.
2: Yeah. I think like when he was at Carolina, I was like, wow, Ron Rivera, great coach. And there's he was at the commanders. And I was like, my, in my brain, he, I was like, he sucks. No, (laughs) I know.
1: And of course, like I go like full sob story and I'm like, well, he had cancer and like, he's a really nice guy. And it's like, but he also like didn't have success in Washington like point blank like i know right. there's like, happy circumstances but like he didn't do what he was supposed to do like he didn't do it so didn't like
2: do it why is that exciting cuz it should <laughs> i like how i i have like this list up and it says at the bottom it says this wouldn't be a popular hire <laughs> ah! i mean <laughs> it's probably because we're all just like stop no more nfc east nonsense we don't want it yeah I mean look it's kind of it's a little bit like the honestly kind of like the Dan Quinn situation remember we talked to um who did we have on that we were talking to that covered Atlanta I'm blanking right now um regardless obviously someone that's well-liked, but like maybe the head coach thing was just too big. And so you go like step down a little bit and you're able to like focus on one thing and do that well. Um, There's something to that. And, you know, it's kind of like what happened with Dan Quinn um, with the Falcons and then coming and finding success as a DC. And then you kind of build back up to that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. Like, I I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of excitement around that. And I think rightfully so. Like, I definitely don't wish ill upon him in any regard. I just feel like it's like, maybe you take a breather. Like, maybe you go the Mike McCarthy route and like, you go sit in your house and you lie about watching hours of film and they do an NFL. Lie
2: film. and lie and lie. <laughs> and they do an NFL films For no reason. Just offering house. up this nonsense hey. for no reason.
1: And you cry and then we and then you get hired like maybe that's what happens. i'll get uh, over that eventually maybe um the if one he,
2: we actually get a super bowl with him sure otherwise i will just call him a liar who lies I'll just- <laughs> i'm liar who lies um the one
1: last one though that i do want to talk about is the brandon staley one and that's another one that i would actually legitimately like brandon staley would be exciting but i really do feel like if you have to think about things like i mean i don't know his position in life he might want to chill and take a breather from you know a year but yeah. like it also could be kind of fun to be like hey i don't think
2: he does
1: like do you want to he go just, to seems
2: like such a football analyst bro that just wants to like get his yeah. hands dirty all the time
1: well actually ron rivera needs to go and be a commentator and be and like he needs to go do commentating that's what ron vera needs to go He'll do. He'll be the
2: bill and ron show yeah
1: honestly that's what that needs. i don't i don't see bill as a commentator i will laugh i, <laughs> I think he'd
2: actually be kind of funny
1: I, bill's just gonna be like you know all right so we know it's on to the next but like you got to give me some sort of quote or saw it because that's what my job so just say something really intriguing thanks
2: oh he definitely would not be on the field but like if he's sitting in some like cushy chair just like talking about stuff. I could see that for him. <laughs> you like the, what, um, Gruden used to do, like actually
1: doing like the tactical break- breakdowns. Yeah. I think Bill Belichick might low key be like really funny. God, that would be fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I digress. Brandon Staley could be interesting though. I think yeah. the mold of like your Ray Bolden comment, that could be really intriguing.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how, uh, I would like to see him have success in the coordinator position before I'd even before you'd want to see if you want to give him another shot at head coach because if we want to talk about getting too cute a lot, um, Brandon Staley, that's your <laughs> your thing. But it would if having him on defense, it's almost like I could I and he okay. This is also something. I've, I know I have like 50 thoughts going through my brain at, at the moment, but Brandon Staley is like what, what a disciple of Vic Fangio. I was literally about to bring this up, how we were like. And since Vic, yeah. Who yeah. Yeah. And since like, they want to bring Vic Fangio, who has really great success at killing our offenses and they want to put him over in Philly. Well then i want to have i want to combat that in some way and having a fangio person in the building to like know how this man thinks so like we can you know maybe design some offense around it maybe we like can not die by his hand again um <laughs> that would be of interest to me
1: we're still scarred I'm having- very that
2: having- the, the denver game how many years ago was that? I that game all the time.
1: And he was like, the blueprint. I'm like, I'm like, Ooh. oh. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right.
2: Blueprint. You're going to get your asses <is> kicked.
1: <laughs> and That's then
2: we bad. just it go up in a blaze of glory. That I'll was- never forget. I went we on were a- talking so much trash to our friend Courtney before that game. <laughs> Dude,
1: I was on the only a
2: Broncos fan with us. <laughs> I went on an official. I w- literally
1: went on the Broncos podcast.
2: It was like,
1: <laughs> like, straight up, went on the Broncos podcast. No. It was like, you know, I don't see how the Broncos win
2: this. <laughs> ah! yeah. If we're talking about like, and th- this is just coming from a deeply Cowboys person, but like these these hires that the Philadelphia Eagles have made just seem pointed at us to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's just trying to hate on America. Why
2: don't you just at me,
1: okay? <laughs> like grow up here and like just call, just literally tag us in your little Twitter announcements, okay?
2: They might have, might as well have just said like Nana Nana Boo Boo. We hired Vic Fangio. Yeah. I hate
1: it. I hate him. I hate him. And you
2: have to deal with him twice.
1: I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> Eagles for never. The end. Eagles
2: for never. Why are you so obsessed with us?
1: Literally. Um, <laughs> anyways all right guys well obviously lots of things going on uh really interesting to see how things shake out we want to hear what your thoughts are uh make sure you're coming out on so how whoa words are hard hang out with us on social media i am on instagram at hey kelsey charles i'm also on twitter at kelsey underscore charles and megan is meg murray
2: with four r's on
1: everything Make sure you're subscribed to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. But most importantly, especially in light of our last comment that we made before we ended this podcast, some really, really important words just close you out on and lead into the weekend. And Megan, those are
2: Dallas forever, Philly for never, Vic Fangio for never, Ellen
1: Moore <laughs> also goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> bye guys.
0: Learn more today at sas.com/slash VIYA. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.